Welcome back to Awaken Agile, everyone. We've got a great session lined up for you. We're going to talk about motivating teams and what are some of the things that we should do as Scrum Masters to motivate our teams. Uh, Stick around till the end because we've got a great mailbag question as well and buckle up. Here we go. We're back at it. Adam, how are you going? Really well. Thanks, Jordan. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks. Very well. That's it's, good. Um, it's Friday. I haven't slept that much, but I plan to get some sleep this weekend. So That's a good plan. You're up to date with the Jordan schedule. <laughs> because uh, sleeping and eating and that's about all we can do right now is lockdown 5.0. <laughs> number five. Yes. <laughs> lockdown yes. number five. Well, if we want to talk about Agile, that's that's about as good as it gets, right? We can just come in and out of lockdown and work from home or work in office and uh, adjust pretty quickly. Yeah. And we should move on before we complain. <laughs> we should. We should. We should. We should. What's your check-in question today, Adam? Uh, if you could swap jobs with anyone in the world uh, for a day, who would you swap with and why? Okay. Now, disclaimer, this is not the first time you've asked me this question. You asked me this question about 15 minutes ago in preparation for the episode, so I'll come prepared, and I want to be a gardener for a day. I think that would be lovely. Just, And I want all the gardening skills because I don't know how to garden. Um, maybe botany. Hmm. Uh, but I feel like I would just like to spend a day in a peaceful garden, big, maybe a big mansion garden by myself, knowing what to do would be nice and, um, and bringing some life into the earth sounds very mm. hip, sounds very hippie of me, but that's 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 what I want. So that's very nice. Yeah, and you? Uh, that that sounds. Yeah, I always. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I think I could be a you know a, a gardener. You know, one of those roving lawnmower dudes who mows people's lawns. I, I can see you with a straw hat. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, see you. and overalls. Yeah, <laughs> I can do that. Maybe in, maybe when I've retired, I'll do that just for a bit of pocket money. What do you yeah. think? I think you will. Yeah. yeah. It's not far away. The, what I would do, I, I've gone a bit bigger, but maybe on a similar vein, um, I would swap with the Dalai Lama Ooh. for a day um, just to understand how he brings more compassion to the world or tries to. Yeah. Wow. We've gone full hippie for this episode. <laughs> we have outdoors <laughs> yeah. and compassion. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Mm. I had a, I had, I thought of a few, but that's that's the one single one. I think if if you had to, uh, you had to force me, I would pick that. Mm. Wow. Well, uh, so we're going to talk about motivating teams this morning, uh, yeah. and maybe just list off a few things that we think can help motivate teams. How does that sound? Sounds really good. Sounds really good. So, what do we do? We do we pull out a carrot or do we pull out a stick? Um, ooh. That's great. I, um, you know, I watched an episode of Parks and Recs recently, and Ron Swanson was um, wagering against um, what's what's the uh, excitable mayor guy, Chris Traeger, and mm. um, and they were trying to motivate people. And they, um, whoever, I'm sorry for those who haven't seen it, but 
Ron Swanson would motivate uh, Jerry, who is one of the office guys, the clumsy guys, with fear and, <laughs> um, and hunger and, and money. And so he took his food off him, kind of yelled, yelled at him, and he got to work pretty quickly. Whereas Chris Traeger motivated with um, encouragement, uh, autonomy, I suppose, love. And by the end of it, Ron Swanson won because uh, um, Jerry got the work done quicker. But the, uh, the files that he had to file were in a complete shamble, um, whereas the files that he was filing for Chris Traeger didn't get them done quite as quick, but they were all in perfect order. So there's your lesson. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. so the difference between external motivation forces or extrinsic motivation and internal or intrinsic motivation big words they are big words they are big words ideally we want people to uh be internally motivated to do good stuff Mm. so using things like carrots and sticks to motivate people doesn't doesn't work Mm. um so, how do we get to that internal motivation place? Yeah, well, so what are some of the things uh, aside from those incentives like money um, and retaining your job, what, keeping your job? What are some of those things that you would uh, want to focus on for your team to motivate them? Start with, you know, is it a nice place to be? Is it is the team a nice place to be around? Mm. Yep. Do we enjoy working with each other? How do we get to that place do we like to work together do we want to be together um you know try and foster some fun and energy in the team yeah uh change up your meetings from time to time you know play a game or do a different retrospective style or sprinkle in some some fun into into the meetings just to you know check in questions and that kind of thing just to help people get to know each other a bit more um i know over the past months years just the personal connection stuff has been uh, something that the team, teams that I've been working with, has been really useful and helpful. And they always say, you know, it's great that we do we do uh, little check ins mm. um, each day just to get to know each other a bit more and understand where where everyone's at mentally. How about you? Yeah, no, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Similar, I my wife would attest to this. Um, I'm not a thoughtful, or often always thoughtful or considerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, my, my wife's family love gifts for celebrations. They're crazy about gifts. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. I'd, I'm not a gifts person and I'm not always a celebrations person either. Um, but I, I know that in, in my role as a scrum master, I really need to foster celebration uh, and fun and, and, and laughter. So some of the things I'm trying to do is a joke in every stand-up. Um, so it's just before we kick off, it's a dad joke every stand-up, and I just Google it. And um, there's a Twitter page of two fresh ones, and they're great actually. Um, on Fridays we do a check-in, like what we do in the mornings with our show. Birthday celebrations. So I'm shocking with birthdays. I'm I'm the worst in my family birthdays, but I've I've forced myself in this team to become good at it, and um, it's just adding that level of joy to the team being mm. celebrated you know i find that a lot of my team members have never had this in their teams before like all their stand-ups were serious um which you know you still need to focus on what's important in stand-ups but it doesn't need to be taken too seriously not mm. every time 
<laughs> and um, <laughs> and they've never had birthday celebrations or farewell gifts and stuff like that. And it's not hard to organize five bucks for every birthday, you know, or, or a couple bucks, get a cake, you know, just some kind of celebration. Um, and if I can do it, I think anyone can do it <laughs> because I'm, I'm terrible at it. Um, but I set reminders in my calendar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are a couple of ways. They're probably like, well, I wouldn't necessarily call them artificial, but they're probably like, those are some short wins. But the long-term joy and happiness that the team members get, I think, are, you know, scrum masters, we need to protect them from burnout and and keep them challenged or um, motivated by like development, self-development and focusing more on them instead of the, well, along with the delivery of the work. Yeah. As, as scrum masters, we probably don't have much influence over how much people get paid, but we can help them to be a bit more engaged and maybe forget about how much they're being paid uh, if, if they're working on their personal growth and development and we understand that and can help them find courses or seminars or reading or just to keep them uh, working on their own personal growth and development. Or even uh, like last week we mentioned, you know, people who put their hand up to help with facilitating because they want to learn that or they, they want to help with training because they want to want to learn how to stand up in front of an audience and project their voice and do those kinds of things. Uh, if that keeps people engaged and interested and motivated, then, then yeah, go for, go for those kinds of things. Yeah. I think another, another one too is, and I think we've mentioned this a while back in episodes is um, I think when we did our session on meetings, not holding teams hostage or, taking like make, like letting them go to useless meetings meetings that they're not getting value from or adding value to um if we can if we can focus on that i did this yesterday actually one of my colleagues one of my um team members is is doing specific tasks that unfortunately no one else can really do um some testing work he's just he, he was inundated because someone else was on holidays so he's just inundated with meetings and work and so we, we sat down and worked out what meetings do you need to go to and can you sacrifice some of our ceremonies to give you some time back. And um, although that's not ideal in Scrum, he really appreciated it and he, he felt like, one, I you know gave a damn, and two, that he's got some time back to actually get some work done because it, it would be stressing him out if he's sitting in meetings and he can't get work done. Mm. Now, obviously, that's not the ideal model of Scrum, but sometimes you need to make these little yeah. well tailor tailor the team to people, tailor, tailor it to people to um, accommodate, I suppose. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be more appreciative of of that in the future. And when it comes down, obviously, he'll go back to normal rhythm. Uh, yeah, anything else? I think we've gone through most of the list, haven't we? Yeah, probably. In a roundabout way. Self-development, meetings, autonomy, making sure the team have autonomy. Mm-hmm. Setting clear goals. I think that's a big one too, setting clear goals and, and making the work really clear and visible for the team to to work in, like that environment that they can, that there's clarity, uh, no uncertainty. I think if as Scrum Masters, we can focus on that and, and we get that through backlog refinement, sprint planning and all that in stand-ups, um, that'll make them happier too if, they, if, if the work is clear. Hmm. Did that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a clear goal. What, what, what do you do at sprint planning? You set a goal for the sprint. Yeah. So, there's a clear goal that you can bring focus to. Yeah. Cool. Good one. All right. Time for the mailbag. And Adam's looking at me funny because he's got 11 minutes left before he has to run to a meeting. So, to, 
I have a check in, a catch up um, at the, in 10 minutes, 11 minutes. Yes. All right. So we're going to get through this uh, with quality. <laughs> with quality. We are going to do some quality mailbagness. So here's a question from Lucy. Uh, you can email us at awakenagile.gmail.com. And the question is, what are your tips and tricks when your PO is resisting change? Great question. Thank you, Lucy. Uh, so, the, the first thing I would do is, okay, obviously you recognise that there's resistance to change where, wherever that happened. Maybe it was in a, in a team meeting, maybe it was somewhere else. I don't know. Have a one-on-one conversation with that product owner to understand the why. Why, why are they resistant? What is, what is the reason for resistance in that, in that case? They may have a perfectly valid, valid reason for not wanting to bring the change in. You know, that they, maybe they don't want to disrupt the team at a critical point where they're about to release, you know, a big, lo- a bunch of work. I would say that's a valid reason. So then you could hold off until a, a better time. Just talk to the product owner and understand why. Understand the why. Mm. Mm. Then you can better you can better figure out how you're going to act in that case. If if you strongly believe your change that you'd like to bring to the team is going to improve them, but your product owner is resistant because of whatever reason, you found out the why. Maybe offer to run a small experiment and get some data, mm-hmm. and then come back with the data to help prove that your change will be helpful. And if you still can't get that uh, experiment over the line. Talk to other Scrum Masters and see if, if they've got some data that can help you about the change, whatever the change is. You might have other Scrum Masters in your organisation. They may have uh, an easier path to make some change. Get them to run the experiment for you and see how you go. I think another helpful tip as well is read up on the Scrum Guide. If you can get the PO to also read up on the Scrum Guide, maybe there's an opportunity to, of reflection You know, for roles and responsibilities. You know, We're working in a Scrum environment. This is what Scrum Master does. This is what a PO does or a team does. Um, what are your thoughts? And is there opportunity for, yeah, like you said, experiments or little by little change or uh, showing the value of, of what you're wanting to change? But I think you were right. The first step is the why. Yeah. One, another thing that just popped into my head then is use the team. Design a retrospective around, around the change and see if the team is supportive of it or not and use more voices might help sway the product owner to, to at least try something, mm-hmm. yep. even if they still don't believe in it. That's good. Cool. I think there's a few tips there. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think there, there could be so many avenues. I think the first, the first winner is the why. If you, so, first work out the why and then you can, I think you can unpack it from there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Good one. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, you can email us at awakenagile at gmail.com. We want to hear your questions. Uh, Until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye for now.
Thanks for listening, everyone. We really enjoyed bringing that episode to you. Uh, please like and subscribe on whatever podcast channel you're listening on. Uh, or we also have a YouTube channel. If you could search Awake and Agile on YouTube, uh, we've got some nice little snippets of training videos up there that you may enjoy. Please like and subscribe on there as well, because every time you do that, it really helps out the channel. Uh, have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening, everyone. That was a really fun episode to bring to you. Uh, please uh, do some things. Hit the smash. <laughs> Avocados are cheap right now. <laughs> oh, they are cheap. I love it. <laughs> oh, I'll do that again. You, re- you reckon? <laughs>